night in the wildest dreams of even the most optimistic NRL fan could we have envisaged this. Over 40,000 fans pack a majestic venue in an iconic destination and they deliver rugby league. If not to the world, then certainly to a corner of it that will only grow. The games themselves are elite end-to-end action that showcase the skill and athleticism of some of the game's greatest players. However... Some lots of this positivity is tarnished by allegations of racism. G'day afternooners. Thanks for tuning in. However you are listening, SEN welcomes you to our very broad house of worship. I've got to give a shout out to Alex and the team at SBS Fence, the naming rights sponsor. It has just been an incredible weekend for rugby league. Well done. one 1170 And let me guess, you want to get us on the text line as well? No real surprise about that. 0457-736-736. Manly Seagulls 36 defeat the South Sydney Rabbitohs 24. The Sydney Roosters 20 defeat the Brisbane Broncos 10. And that doesn't even tell half of the story. To fill in the gaps, let's go to our man live over there in Las Vegas, I'm talking about Adrian Prezenko, the Chief Rugby League Reporter for the Sydney Morning Herald. He's on the line. G'day, AP. Yes. Hello, Jimmy. <laughs> From the middle of the Nevada desert, somewhere between LA and Vegas. Ah, well, welcome and thank you for giving up your time. I know we've, we've bounced around everywhere to try and get you on. So let's get straight to it, mate. Your, your initial thoughts of the NRL's foray into uh, Las Vegas 2024. I think it's been a terrific success, Jimmy. Obviously, there were some teething issues. There were some things that the NRL couldn't control. And an example of that yesterday, we basically had 40,000 seats sold and we were hoping for a big walk-up crowd. And there were wind gusts the likes this place has never seen before. Um, We're talking about gusts of about 112 kilometres an hour, absolutely bombarding Allegiant Stadium as we were coming in. So... Unfortunately, we, we may well have got to the 50,000 mark if we had some more walk-up starters. Yep. But when you consider the game, the venue, the execution, the way everything came together, you would have to say that this is probably as good as anyone could have hoped for. And this is, of which we just done, a, I've posted on the Sydney Morning Herald website, a, a report card of all of the, the key um, indicators of success, you know, from, you know, player off-field, misbehaviour to season launch to uh, the game itself and um, for the most part I'd say it was very positive. Outstanding one negative, unfortunately Spencer Linu now has been referred directly to the uh, judiciary, Uh, what is the latest you're hearing about the allegations against the Sydney Roosters prop? Yeah um, terrible that this happened the timing couldn't be any worse and then to make matters worse, all of the players are staying in the same hotel last night, Jimmy. So um, apparently Spencer and Ezra Mam and, and, and the teams came together and there was a little bit of uh, to and fro and some words exchanged. It didn't get physical, but there was a little bit of heat in this situation still in the hours after full time. And obviously we'll be hearing about this, as you mentioned, referred straight to the judiciary. Um, look, just just such a shame that this tarnished a, a wonderful spectacle. And, you know, given the performance of the teams w- was outstanding when you consider that they that the travel, the distractions yeah. of Sin City playing on a pitch that was five metres skinnier than normal, all of those things combined. And you thought, well, particularly with the early season ring rust, we might get a bit of a bludger of a game. But I, I thought 
Um, they were both very good. Uh, most of my focus was on the, the first game. I was out box popping Americans for the for much of the second one um, and getting their impressions. And I didn't come across anyone who saw the game for the first time who won't be back again for year two in Las Vegas. Okay, so that's going to be a constant theme for me throughout the course of the next couple of days. And that is um, what worked well, what could the NRL do differently? If you, if you had your time again, if the NRL had their time again, do you think there's some little tweaks they could make to, to improve what was yep. overall a, a really fantastic and positive experience? Yeah, this Seasonal launch at Fremont was the best thing I've ever seen. Wow. I think the player behaviour so far um, has been impeccable. They've been great ambassadors. Um, the crowd can can improve. But I think there's a couple of things that they can do better, Jimmy. The, the star power, you know, on the day of the game, uh, we learned that Hugh Jackman wasn't going to attend. Russell Crowe uh, couldn't make it because of filming commitments. And there was a distinct lack of VIPs in the VIP area. There was no... I didn't see Jordan Malata. I didn't see right. any Hollywood celebs. Um, so that's that's something. I think there was a sprinkling of Los Angeles Rams types in attendance. I thought there wasn't the cut through in the local media that perhaps they might have hoped. Right. Um, there was a, a journalist who uh, from the New York Post who basically spent the entire week trailing the teams. There was a bit of coverage on CBS. Um, but there are only, there were less than half a dozen journos, international, uh, sorry, local ones, in the press conferences. So that's a thing that they can improve. Uh, and the logistics, look, there were uh, obstacles that were and that were overcome. There are a few teething problems, um, you know, just little things, Jimmy, like for instance, that you know, letting off the firecrackers and the smoke in a building that had a roof on it, um, and the smoke <laughs> sort of lingered. Just, just little things like that that can be improved. But for the whole, I, I thought it was it was really, really outstanding. I did see on social media a picture of Puka Nakua, the LA Rams wide receiver. He's a star. He's of Hawaiian background. He comes from that area up in um, Ohio that you've talked about as, as being a bit of a hotbed for rugby league. So interesting. I saw a photo of him with Reese Walsh. What about that Manly Seagulls-South Sydney game? We'll stay with that one because that's the one you watched and you were with the Seagulls yeah. in the build-up to that. I tell you what, if you're a Seagulls fan, there's lots to be positive about, Adrian. Yeah, I thought, well, firstly, the, the access that they provided was was really positive for me and it, it got us telling their stories to, to the locals and to everyone back home and give them a bit of a, a vision of what's going on. Um, look, the, there was so many trials. I think seven, Jimmy, three lead changes, yeah. just things that you didn't expect on a field that was five metres skinnier than a normal rugby league pitch. So um, some really good, positive attacking footy. And I think that... Anthony Seabold's got some some weapons that he can he can work with. Um, he's probably got one of the fastest backlines put together in the NRL, perhaps ever. And with Luke Brooks, I, I just thought he was tremendous, as were the Trebojevic brothers. Saab update on that hamstring injury. Yeah, he won't be playing in their next game. Um, yeah. They play the Roosters in a couple of weeks. They obviously have the bye. We don't know the full extent. I bumped into Jason. Um, this morning, uh, but he'll get scanned up. But, um, yeah, he'll be doing some time on the sidelines. How long, we we don't know just yet. Yeah. And, and another one, and then we'll let you go, mate, because I think they're calling your Greyhound bus there by the sounds of it. Um, That's uh, right. Uh, teams for next year, and when you think that will be announced? Uh, again, TBA, uh, all of the teams that came here, Jimmy, and that includes those that lost, I think that they're happy to come back again. 
um, it'll be interesting to see if there's a rotation policy yeah. or whether or not, um, you know, maybe one or two of the incumbents, if you like, get to go another time. I think it's probably best that we see new teams and, you know, we, I bumped into lots of CEOs yesterday. All of them were here for the conference and to see firsthand what it's like. Most of them would like to bring their teams across. So yeah. the NRL has got a welcome headache deciding who goes and who stays. So, well, if you want to talk about the afterglow of positivity coming out of the USA, what about it in Australia for the game of rugby league? Like, what an incredible way to start any season, but this upcoming season. Mate, I really appreciate it. Very late notice. Uh, thank you. Safe trip home, and we'll speak later in the week. Thank you, Jimmy. All the best. Bye-bye. Uh, so there you go. Look, he was literally jumping off a bus and jumping back on a bus, um, as he said, in the middle of the Nevada desert. So really do appreciate uh, Adrian Prezenko there to set the scene for us, the Chief Rugby League reporter for the Sydney Morning Herald. Later on, Timmy Manor will do exactly the same thing. He's been over there in Las Vegas. Spencer Casimir was not, but he knows he's an American who knows the game of rugby league inside out. He's in Melbourne, but he's going to give us his thoughts on what he saw over the course of the weekend. Afternoons amplified for the maestro, who the maestro and I, can can we pull back the curtain on this maestro? And that is that last week there was a little rumour going through that, oh, okay, Cody Walker's not going to play. And we just felt that the market had it wrong as far as the Manly Seagulls and the South Sydney Rabbitohs were going. Anyway, then Cody did play. And the maestro, I won't say he lost faith, but <laughs> he wasn't so happy. But we're on. Um, we maintain the faith. And well done, the Manly Seagulls, on that one. Craig Sanderson is a mate of mine from high school. He's an elite-level rugby league player as a junior, and he's lived in America for the last 26 years. He was there in Vegas yesterday, so we're going to talk about that. We'll get those TV numbers up there. Anything yet through from Fox Sports 1? No, nothing yet. I, I did see on, via the Media Week email today, did you see the numbers of the number of people who were watching that game yesterday for Channel 9. So this is the second game, the Broncos v. Roosters game. It touched an audience. And remember, they have to tune in now for 15 minutes. Not It's not an average audience and all that. So 1.6 million people. So there would be that many, you would think, or maybe not quite, but watching on Fox, that's an incredible audience. Well, we don't get those numbers for Fox, but we want to get them Fox and KO. That is going to be an incredible audience, and that's a domestic Australian audience. We don't know the audience over there in the US. So we'll get through all of that. We'll dive into the text line, and we do that for our great mates at sbsfence.com.au. So, yes, Spencer Linu is charged. So there is a negative coming out of Las Vegas, and this is it. Uh, accused of a racial slur, he's been referred directly to to the judiciary. Here is the on-field audio of uh, the Spencer Linu Ezra Mam. Let's call it an incident. Let's go. Let's go. We'll get on with it later. They called him a monkey. We'll get on with it. Do you want to, do you want to make a formal complaint? Yes, I do. You do? How can you spell Just wait. Just wait. No, no, no. Just wait. Ezra and captains. Hey. Uh, it's, it's a racial allegation. James! Okay, Ezra's made a formal complaint that's racial in nature, okay? Against Spencer. I haven't heard it. The incident goes on report. Okay, it'll be dealt with after. That's where it's left. Okay? Get him to keep a cool head. 
Okay, so that's the on-field audio from uh, referee Adam G uh, dealing with that situation. You heard a number of players there say, hey, he called him a monkey. So we know that is the, the allegation. The reports are that it left Ezra Mann devastated after the match and in tears. Here's his coach, Kevin Walters, talking about it post-match. Yeah, he's pretty upset in there, but we'll leave that in the hands of the NRL to police and adjudicate on. We support Ezra and our player and um, in everything that's around that. So he's adamant. I won't make any more comment on it, except that we're supporting our player, and rightly so. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, uh, Tony Staggs apparently has clashed with Spencer Linu late in, uh, late in the night in the same hotel. They're staying on the same floor, the Roosters and the Broncos. Uh, we've had Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell make mention of things across social media, and now... The latest is that we hear Spencer Linu has been referred directly to the judiciary around that one. That is a big story that will play out. It's such an unfortunate incident. It's so ridiculous. Uh, Spencer Linu was one of those players who was over there promoting the game in the US a couple of months ago. So very, very disappointing. What wasn't disappointing were the Sydney Roosters and the way they played. 20 points to 10 over the Brisbane Broncos. Take about James Tedesco. Absolutely outstanding. Uh, Joseph Manu was scintillating in some of the things that he did, and he came within a whisker or 24 hours of not going over there with the birth of his first child. So well done on that one. However, the Manly Warringah Seagulls were exceptional against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. 36-24 the final scoreline. Let's hear from their coach, Anthony Seabold, after the win. There's, there's 24 games in the season, so we actually prepared the bulk of our pre-season. My 13 out of our 14-week pre-season was built around the other 23 games. We had one week where we really um, narrowed our focus onto this particular game, um, but I thought it was quality footy played by both teams. Um, you know, one of the things that I was most proud of from our group was when we went behind 20 points to 12, I think it was, we... Um, yeah, we kept fighting, and that's all we wanted from our group. Keep fighting hard, play our style for you, as Chad said, and, um, yeah, we're able to come away with some points. Okay, I don't know. What, like, what was most impressive for the Manly Seagulls? There they were. They were down by eight points. They get back. I thought Ben Trebojevic was exceptional. Tommy's got so much upside. He's nowhere near the ceiling of his performance. Uh, Luke Brooks, we know, probably left the try out there, scored a late one to seal the win, but I thought he was excellent and it just goes to show in the personality of players comes into it as much as their skill set. And literally, I was what sitting there on the couch and marvelling at Daly Cherry Evans. He is a coach on the field. He, he just takes every right option every single time. He is such a luxury for Anthony Seabold to have on the field. I thought he was absolutely exceptional. Give me your thoughts on the games themselves. Give me your thoughts on the concepts. I want to get – apparently they, they had a, a game that went overtime, right, in uh, college basketball for Fox 1. So Georgetown Hoyers against the Xavier Musketeers. So they got there a little late. We'll speak to Spencer Casimir about that. I want to get all Buzz Rothfield on you, though, and spotted. Who was watching the broadcast going – in, looking in the crowd going, hang on, I know that. There's Shannon Donato from the South Sydney Rabbitohs. There's – oh, look, there's Peter Volandis in his blue suit. I see that. Steve Gillis, Chimes, was there. I saw Chimes. Reggie the Rabbit, I saw him. Who saw SBS Fence on the back of the shirts of the Sydney Roosters? Coming up big. Well done to you, Alex and the team at sbsfence.com.au. And I thought the other one was a uh, little awkward and the commentary went quiet, but I was watching the – uh, Roosters v Broncos game on Channel 9 uh, and up popped Lachlan Murdoch. <laughs> and 
which is great. So obviously they're taking the feed from Fox Sports and uh, commentators went very quiet at that point. But anyway, uh, I think his wife, Sarah, is a massive Manly Seagulls fan. So uh, there you go. And But just on that, let me know this. Give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Thumbs up if, yes, you either got the messages or were sending them phone calls. I know I was yesterday, but how many people have said, how good's this? Let's go next year. I am certainly one of those. I've been bullish about this for a long time, but I can't believe I wasn't there, but I wasn't. And the longer I sat on that couch yesterday at home and realized I wasn't there, uh, the more depressing it became. one 1170 The text line 0457-736-736. You might want to tell us what your hot topic is too. This is all thanks to Reem, Australia's favorite. That's steady, hot, and strong. You know what? There's the obvious Spencer Lino issue, which is the hot topic. You know what the hot topic I'm going to go with today? Which teams should go to Vegas next year? That is my hot topic. Which team? Think about this too. World Club Challenge? How does that work within this framework? What if you, you've got your hand up to go to Vegas and then you win the competition? So that's a factor that you must keep in mind. one 1170 in the text line. 0457-736-736. Spotted David Gallup in the front row there too, Jimmy, says Parramatta. Okay, well, I didn't see David Gallup in there, but I'll take your word for it. I did hear that it, he was over there. So they give us your spotted. Get all Buzz Rothfield on us as well. No Saint Center and all that sort of stuff. All right, let's get ourselves to a break. After that, we are back with more.